Hi, and welcome everyone to the Greeners Podcast. Thank you again for listening. Sorry, last week we took a nice vacation that we all needed. But again, um, after a vacation, I think it's always good to have a touch base where we talk about mental health and we talk about, you know, um, how we've been doing. And I think this is a this is a really good touch point because there's been a lot that's been happening over the past, I'd say, few months. It's just been wild. We've been talking about um, abortion law in the States and how that might impact Canada. We've been talking about, you know, mandatory masks coming back or the element of, you know, another variant and, and these various different things. And, you know, we we have to do a check-in. We have to see how folks are doing. And um, maybe I'll start by just saying, hey, Sarah, how are you doing? Well, Amy, I, I also agree with you. Lots of different things have happened. So just hanging on to some of your updates that you mentioned, um, monkeypox. We talked about monkeypox in a previous episode. I keep seeing little flickerings of, you know, like it's going up, it's going up. And I'm like, oh, I don't really want to know about it. Um, and then just recently this week, um, they expanded eligibility for fourth doses. Right. And then also they did expand. Um, they did say that Moderna was approved for children in Canada from six months to five years which I'm really excited about because my daughter is four and a half and I've been wanting to get her vaccinated for the longest time. So there's been lots of random things happening. Um, I read yesterday that Ivanka Trump, no, Ivana Trump died. I was going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ivana say, Trump died. Yeah. There's just been a lot of random stuff and I feel like it was really great for me personally to disconnect and go on vacation and not think about work. Um, but then I was hit with all of this other random news and I have found different coping strategies. Um, Ooh, yeah. I'd like to hear some of that. Like what what are, what are some of the things that you've been doing? This is going to sound so random and so silly, but <laughs> I found this Instagram account. It's called, I think, Uniquely Satisfying Channel. Okay. And it's the most random stuff that's so satisfying to watch. Like, for example, like you can watch something being power washed and it gets so clean and so perfect looking. All right. Um, so it's just random stuff like that. Like it's nothing, <laughs> it's nothing that exciting but I mean it's definitely something that it's just easy and mindless and it makes me feel like I've accomplished something and I'm like calm after watching it whatever works like I think I think we think that there's like a magic serum or a magic dose or a magic pill or a magic who knows what it is that'll make us feel better and sometimes it's just time so this kind of comes off of uh, a tweet that I read from Sean Mendez so if for you folks out there that don't know who Sean Mendez is, well, he is a Canadian heartthrob that uh, sings all these wonderful songs. And he's actually, he seems like a really sweet, down-to-earth individual. And I think that um, Sean Mendez has previously, you know, struggled with mental health. And I think that, you know, that just makes you a normal human being. And he actually had put out a tweet where he was discussing that he needed to take a break from his tour to focus on his mental health. And of course, there was all this hoopla about it. And people were like, oh, he's super brave and, you know, great for him and kudos to him. And and I think those things too. But I also think that this is where we need to continue the conversation on mental health to be like, this is this is actually normal. <laughs> like it's it's a good thing that someone has actually recognized within themselves that I need to take this time to pause. I need to take the time to look after myself because I've always thought this and and I guess, you know, this is where you think about the where the term fan comes from, because I guess fan is like fanatical or whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, let's say um, poor Sean, you know, uh, let's say something horrible happened. 
at the end of the day, people would be like, oh, it's so sad. And they would never talk about it again. Right. right? They would move on. They would forget about him. And that's why it's just like, take the time, right? Take the time you need to do what you need to do. People just push themselves so hard so you don't see what's happening, right, behind the scenes. But who knows what he was going through to have to make that decision. I'm sure it wasn't an easy decision. And for him to convince his team that this was the right thing for him to do. Even I read I read not too long ago that Justin Bieber had something happen to his face where it was paralyzed. Mm-hmm, right. And he was even ha- having to justify why he needed to take some time off his tour. It's like, I literally can't move my face. But when you're in the public eye, it's almost like people are so much harder on you because you're the public eye. And they expect more of you and they expect you to be on all the time. And at the end of the day, they're people too. Right. That's that's exactly actually what I said. Like I had an interview with uh, News Talk 1010 and they were asking me like, do I commend him? Do I think that, you know, this is the great, uh, a wise thing to do? And I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, at the end of the day, this is a human being who has feelings. Like I think people forget at the end of the day that these are people like they're not robots. They, they hurt, they bleed, all of that. And I think when it comes to mental health and when it comes to people who are in these roles, that it's like they, you almost don't see them as people. And it's really sad that we had to, you know, take this time to be like, oh, wow, this is something that's notable when it's really, it should be the norm. And moving away from just even celebrities and just talking about it being, it should be the norm. Think about how hard it is and how difficult it was for us to take the time off that we needed because there's still so much work that needs to be done in terms of recognizing mental health as health recognizing that there is change that needs to be had and that really our governments and our our systems and our healthcare system doesn't support mental health in the way and the capacity that it should be. Right, right. And, you know, I have a close friend whose husband has been going through some mental health issues recently. um, And she was really concerned. And she's like, it's the weekend. What are my options? Either I take him to emerge or what? What are the options? There's nothing. And it's just like we keep having these conversations and we're saying that we need more mental health support. People are suffering, especially through the pandemic. A lot of things got worse. A lot of people neglected their mental health. A lot of people put off appointments and, you know, didn't take care of themselves. And I don't know, like, it's just it's so sad because so many people are suffering in silence and we're not doing anything to support them. Yeah, like I'm I'm really concerned about this this next wave that they're saying we're going to, right? I think they're I I I've I've lost count. <laughs> 7. We're on wave 7 now. And it's just, you know, I I can I can feel the sense and you know, don't kill me for saying this, but the tr- the truth has to be told here. I can get the sense that even from healthcare providers, from regular folks, um people who are, you know, triple vaxxed, four times vaxxed that there is an exhaustion out there, right? We know what the right thing to do is. We know that hand hygiene, masking, um, doing a lot of the, these work that things that we can do outdoors, um, minimizing social distancing. We know all those things work, but I know, Sarah, people are tired. Like people are exhausted and I'm concerned. I'm concerned about like what, what will happen? What will this wave do to, you know, other folks? And how do we, how do we keep this going? And how do we keep the masking? How do we keep all this stuff up when people are exhausted? When people just say, you know, I can't go back to where we were two years ago. Like I can't, I'll be honest. I'm going to say this for myself. I can't imagine another lockdown situation. I understand the purpose. I understand the intent why it had to be done. I get it. I get all of it. I think it was the, I think we should have, it should have happened sooner than it did. 
could have probably mitigated many, many deaths. But I also am very fearful of what it did to some folks, right? I think people are still not okay. Like you could just, you could just see that people are still not okay in the way that they talk to each other, in the way that they interact with other people. There's this fear from both sides, you know, fear of whether that person's wearing a mask or whether that person's not wearing a mask. What do they think? Who do they align with? What are their political views? And it's just like, whoa, like where have we gone? It's scary that I'm, I'm a, I, I always think about, you know, what, what's going to happen to the folks that, you know, this disease really affects the most, like what's going to happen to racialized folks, pockets of communities that are low socioeconomic status, um, people who are immunodeficient, you know, all of those things. And I, I don't know what to say other than we should do the right thing, but I'm scared that I don't know what will happen if they bring back mandatory masking. I, I don't know what, they, what would happen if there was to be another lockdown. I, I honestly don't know, Sarah. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's interesting because ever since the mask mandates were lifted in March, I think um, the majority of people just immediately did away with it. Like they just stopped wearing them completely. And I just I feel like masking is one of the simplest things we can continue to do. And it's it's not like we're saying we need to go into lockdown right now, at least. But we're saying, like, along with hand hygiene, it's the simplest thing we can do. And everybody was so used to doing it over the last two years. I've actually had trouble getting my son to know that it's okay to not wear a mask in certain situations, like when he's outside, right? So there are a lot of things that would be easy to go back to. I don't think a lockdown would be one thing that's easy to do again. I, I think, like right. you said, there's a lot of a lot of harm that came out of it. But with masking, it's something that is quite effective. It's simple to do. Most people have masks already. And it's, I mean, it's just something that we just go back to. Um, And the other thing is we're in summertime now, right? So if you think about like last summer and the summer before, we were all like, oh, it's fine. You know, the numbers have gone down. Things are great. And then fall hits. And then, you know, everything goes right back to where it was before. And that's the thing I'm afraid of because the weather's nice. The numbers have gone down. To be honest, we're not really tracking anything anymore. So we don't even know except for the wastewater signal. And that's actually going up right now. But I think there's this mentality that, and and truthfully, like we're kind of at the stage now where a lot of people, I would say at least half the people I know have gotten COVID already. So it's like, we're no longer really able to prevent the spread. But then if there are variants that are, you know, stronger or they, they produce more severe symptoms, then we might be looking at um, ICU beds, ICU units being full again, right back to where we were before. And if we don't proactively look at it and learn from what we've done in the past, I don't know what will happen. <sighs> That's like my my concern, right? And I mean, protecting those vulnerable communities are are paramount. And I think about schooling, like. <sighs> I we're, we're we're like mid July and I'm worried about school. Like I'm I am honestly worried about what the fall will look like. My son has um, struggled with math. I think that year and a half or whatever it was really set him back because now he's he's terrified of, about math. We're now oh, having no. to spend more money. Yeah, we're now having to spend more money out of pocket to um, help support him with, you know, math support and help that way. What's going to happen in September? Are are, are kids going to be going to school? Are they going to go to online schooling? Like what, what are, what's, what's next? And 
all of those very severe anxieties. I know it's not just me. I think other people are feeling it too. And, you know, so, so at school is one thing. The next thing is like, you know, work. So I've been able to fortunately work remotely in some circumstances, but some folks weren't able to do that. And I think there's the concern of like, you know, being in an environment again with folks that might not be wearing masks. Like, what does that all look like? And there's just so many different things. And I just feel like everybody is literally sitting below 100 degrees Celsius. Like it's just a matter of time before we're like just, you know, I could just feel that tension. I don't know about you. Like, do you feel that there's there's more tension than there was than the la- like even over the last six months? Um, I think it depends on the situation, right? And who you talk to. In general, I feel like depends on what you're talking about and who you're looking at. Lately, I would say I haven't seen as much tension around masking because it's not happening or vaccinations because they're not really happening. I mean, like, you know, with the third doses, we're really falling short Um, in Ontario. Only half of the eligible population has gotten a third dose. I just think people are really on edge because even with our uh, abortion episode that we did recently, I had put out some tweets on social media and in certain in certain groups, I took a lot of heat for it. Yeah. Mostly from Americans, but a lot of heat that I was not expecting. And a lot of heat from um, fellow American nurses that felt very strongly about um, pro-life. And, you know, I think that we can all agree to disagree, but do it in a respectful way. I don't know. I felt really, I felt really put on the spot with what my views were. And I wasn't trying to preach to anybody what they should do. I was just kind of stating what my views were. Well, I wish they had come to me because I don't have a, I'm not on one side of the fence or the other side. It's just like women should have the right to choose. So come fight me if you want. Don't pick on Sarah. Come send me the nasty <laughs> emails because I will still say at the end of the day that women should have the right to choose. And and I think that's not really, I don't think that's rocket science. And I have said to you, I'm like, Let's think of some laws in which, you know, men have their health care rights taken away. Can't think of one. So, you know, right. stick it where the sun doesn't shine. Women have the rights <laughs> used. Um, but yeah, like I think, I don't know, I, I can feel the tension when I go out and I can, I, I get a sense that like, for example, even with the media, right? Like I, I don't, he, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's something I'm not paying attention to. Maybe, you know, my algorithms are all messed up by by who knows what uh, big brother Google or whatever. But like, I'm just not hearing much about mental health. I'm not hearing much about the pandemic. I'm not hearing much about really any of those things. And um, I mean, I'm I'm also just not even hearing much about nursing and healthcare and, and these various different things. Like, I mean, I, we had interviews at one point out the wazoo, right, Sarah? It was just like Oh, it was literally every day, every day. It's like I gotta I gotta be camera ready because I don't know if a request is gonna come in and if I won't have time to like throw something on or like make my background look nice. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But that even took a toll on us. Like I think about the 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 stress and anxiety of us being in the forefront and saying something. And, you know, um just recently we have a f- befallen nurse, right? There was a nurse that was very outspoken, a nurse that felt the need to, you know, share what was happening, uh, share the truth of what was happening in healthcare. And even that voice now has been silenced. And it's it's concerning. Like, I'm just, I don't know where people's heads are at. I feel that you go to, you let's say you drive to a Costco and, you know, you, you see a Canadian flag 
you're already like, you know, painting a picture of what that individual is or whatever the case may be, not saying that I'm wrong, (laughs) but like, I mean, you know, like all of these very, like, there's just so much happening. And I'm just, I, I think that you, you had a tweet out. I cannot wait for like times to be not unprecedented anymore. Like, I think we didn't know what we were missing in, you know, November, October of 2019. Like, I still can't think about how different our lives have been over the past few years. And because people aren't talking about mental health, I don't know how, I don't know how folks are doing. I don't think folks are doing that great. Like, I I think, I think we're all still treading above water. Right, Amy, I didn't get to ask you how how are you doing right now and what are you doing to cope with everything? Oh my god. <laughs> um, Did I open a can of worms? Answer, how, how do I answer that question safely? No, um honestly, I think there's just been so much going on. And I think that, you know, on top of just like, you know, having a regular full-time job and, you know, doing the podcast and and various different things, there's just I just feel there's a lot happening. And I just want to have that opportunity to, you know, um, one, continue to do what I love and what I love to do, which is like, I really love doing the social aspect. I love talking about, you know, um, what's happening in the world. I love talking and doing this podcast. But I also know that I need to spend some more time with my kids. And and I think that is the, my biggest anxiety that it's like, I don't feel that I'm getting to give them the full experience because I feel that there's just too much noise, if that makes any sense, just too much um, peripheral things that are happening. And it's just like, you know, I just want to take that time. And in terms of like what I do to keep my stress levels down, I'm a big bath person. I know some people are like, you No. What do you mean? What's wrong with a bath? I am a big bath person. So what I do is I'll get my my bath bombs from Lush. Hey Lush, listen, we love you. Um, and I will I'll I'll do a nice soak. And I'll be honest, I'm I am a foodie. Like I just love good food, and good soul food, and comfort, and talking to my mom. All those things are the things that you know make make it so much easier. And I do have a very supportive family, and my kids. You you know they're they're wild, but um. They do a really good job of, you know, coming in, checking on me and making me laugh. So those are the, those are the things that I those are my go to's and what kind of keeps me going. But like, you know, you have your um, oh, my gosh, I'm like fully drawing a blank. You have your apps. I have my bath like that's that's my go to. But I mean, what 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 do we need to tell folks to do? Like what what do you think we know that mental health isn't being dealt with in the way that it it, it should be? But what do you think we should tell our listeners what they can do or what they should do over the next couple of weeks as we're coming, moving into this next wave? I think the first thing is be kind to yourself. We've all gone through so much crap over the past two and a half years. I've in talking to other parents, you know, they always start off the conversation by saying, you know, like, like, like basically explaining why their kids aren't up to par or where they think they should be. It's like, be easy on yourself. Like we all went through the same thing. We're all in the same boat. We're all struggling with the fact that our kids didn't get to socialize. We didn't get to socialize the last two years. So be kind to yourself. Number two, 
know when you need to stand up for yourself. So if you feel that you're in a bad place and you need to let work know or you need to let your family know or somebody know that you need a little bit of support, it's okay to do that and know that you're not alone and know that there is support out there. And if you don't feel like you're getting the support you need, make sure that you let somebody else know. Don't just, you know, don't just push it aside that it doesn't matter because you do matter and you are important. And if you don't look after yourself, then you can't look after the important people in your life. Yeah, I think the other one that I, I'd kind of put out there is is just knowing the signs and symptoms, knowing when you've you've hit your limit, right? I think I think we all continue to try to do the best that we can. And it doesn't mean that you aren't doing the best that you can. It just means that you you need to take a break. And I think some of those signs and symptoms could be, you know, sleepless nights, right? I think I think if you're having difficulty sleeping or, you know, staying asleep, restful sleep, those are some signs. I think that, you know, if racing thoughts, oh my god, I I feel like I've had I have ADHD because I just can't focus on anything. But like let's say that's 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 new for you and that's that is something that you might be seeing or maybe your appetite's increased, maybe your appetite's decreased. Um, those are some signs and symptoms. It could be, you know, maybe you're more anxious. Maybe you're feeling sad all the time, or maybe you just can't get your mood up, or maybe that you're finding that you you're avoiding certain activities. You don't do the things that you used to enjoy or love because you feel that you can't, or whatever the case may be, or you're tired all the time. Those are some things. Some some red flags are saying, hey, um, maybe you need to take time to yourself. And I think that recognizing that within yourself it's not a weakness at all it's actually a strength to recognize that you're like fuck this shit i need to take time to myself that is a strength and i want people to really recognize that that takes a, a certain person to internally look at themselves and say you know what i've i've done all this and now it's time for my body my brain everything to take a rest and it is okay to do that Right. And if you feel like you're self-medicating a lot, I mean, that that is an issue, right? So maybe maybe you're drinking a few glasses of wine a night um, and that continues every single night. Or maybe you're doing other things with other substances that you're trying to just numb yourself from feeling the things because they're too hard to feel. Um, if you're doing that or you see someone around you doing that, just check in and see if they're okay and, you know, see if um, there's something else behind that behavior because, Really just dealing with what the issue is, is more important than trying to mask the symptoms, even for physical illnesses, right? Like you got to get to the root of the problem and it's okay to admit that you need help. It's okay to take baby steps. Um, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing situation. We all need to look out for each other. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think <laughs> sometimes people think that, you know, oh, I'm just going to I'm going to just do this one thing this one time. It should be fine in terms of like self-medication. Um, it may be fine that first, second, third time. But if, you know, you're finding that you're doing this thing all the time, it might warrant a conversation with like your care provider or whomever that might be, right? And I think the the other element is check in on each other. Like this is an important time that we all have our go-to person or or, you know, you just, you, you, like, I think just taking the time to reach out to someone and just say, you know, hey, are you okay? And not just like, are you okay? But like, 
talk to me and t- get, you know, spill the tea and tell me how you're truly feeling. It's important. I, and I think those conversations are hugely important. And I think that men don't do it nearly enough. And I shouldn't say I'm not, I'm not saying all men, but I, honestly, like uh, some men really don't talk about their feelings and it doesn't make you any less manly because that's all bullshit. So it's, it's important to talk about, you know, how things are making you feel, what's frustrating, what's, what's concerning, what are you afraid of? Those things are okay. And I, I, I hope that, you know, um, you have someone that you could do that and then make sure that you're doing that to other folks as well. Right. And if you need help or you need to make a change, this is something that you can't put off. You need to do it now, like right now, like after you listen to this podcast, you need to take that next step. If you're feeling like you're not coping well, either physically or mentally. Um, I just wanted to share a story. So when I approached my physician about going on stress leave because you know that I went on stress leave at one of our previous jobs because I was just overwhelmed. I was trying to rationalize to him that I wanted to go on stress leave in like a week and a half because I had something really important coming up. And it was like, I was like, I have this really important conference. Like everyone's going to depend on me. He's like, I'm going to stop you right there. He's like, if I'm going to write you a note to go on stress leave, I'm writing it now before you leave this office. I am not writing it for one week's time. He's like, I can see you right now. You need to be off work. And I medically cannot let you go back to work for this week and a half to complete this really important conference that you say everyone is depending on. So, um, you know, don't put it off because you think there's this one other thing you need to do. Like you need to put yourself first and take care of yourself. Yeah. I mean, I guess... This is the saying that there, there's, there's only one you, right? There's only one Sarah. There's only one Amy. There's only one, one you. And I think we said it kind of at the top of this episode that at the end of the day, and I know it sounds shitty, but it, but at the end of the day, they shed a few tears. They fill your position at at your work. They, 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 you know, move on to the next one. But you can't be replaced by your family your friends, your, your siblings, your, your spouse, your children. I mean, that's like, I think the, the thing is to say is you're important, you're loved, you're cared for, and you need to love, care for, and take care of yourself too. And, and sometimes it's just taking that break saying, you know what, it's time for me to look after myself. And I hope that a lot of people start thinking about that. And I, I know people have been off with COVID and various different things, but you know what? It's okay to just be like, I just need to take time to myself. And it's not selfish. It's actually really good because you can come back stronger, better, feeling more energized because all of these things really just suck the life out of you if you don't really take care of yourself. So yeah, I mean, again, there's only one you and it's so important to take care of that one you, your one body, your one mind, et cetera, all that. It might not seem like it right now, but work will survive without you. People will figure things out. I, I used to think all the time and I know others that I worked with also thought like the the unit, the team, the department wouldn't be able to function without them. They can figure it out. They're adults. You know, things can go on whether you believe it or not. And you need to take care of yourself number one. That's the number one thing. I completely agree. I couldn't have said that any better myself. At the end of the day, you do you. And I think that is super important. I I just, again, I just want people to one, check, if you can check in on yourself, do your self-assessment and you feel good and you're, you're good to go, then that's one thing. But 
do do me another favor. Just make sure you check in on another person. And I think if we can all do that, we can keep checking in on each other. And the one thing that I feel that we have been really lacking is compassion. And I think we just need to show each other more compassion. And um, yeah, do the do your self assessment. Put your mask on first, and then see if someone needs a mask too. Absolutely. Oh, I couldn't have that, said that. That was, like, that was a plain yeah. that was a plain analogy that turned into a COVID analogy that totally didn't <laughs> that was crazy. I actually wasn't even trying to be punny, but I mean But you I've were been, just I've, punny. That that I, was punny. I've been in working itself. I've been working on my dad jokes. Oh man, we gotta do an episode on dad jokes. <laughs> Definitely. Stay tuned for that. Thank you all for listening. Take care. <laughs>